Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. I hope you're all having an amazing day. Today, we're going to have a little deep dive. It's a short one today because we have covered this uh, numerous times before. Um, However, I want to touch on, uh, so the topic of today is a deep dive on low intensity steady state cardio. And I want to touch on a few aspects of um, steady state cardio science that has uh, not come to my attention, but things that I think um, I probably didn't consider as much as I could have before. Um, So I want to share those with you. Um, It's an an area that we're working really closely with our new mentorship group uh, over the next few weeks is discussing their uh, steady state cardio optimization and whether they can optimize their cardio program um, or their regime to integrate some uh, or maybe let's say efficiently integrate some um, steady state cardio in uh, for a few reasons. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you will be very aware of the benefits of steady state cardio. I think just to touch on to start, um, to give you an overview, just before we, you know, dig a little deeper into the science, what we're really trying to do here is to increase the total daily energy expenditure, okay, the TDEE. This is the total daily energy expenditure that you burn in terms of energy, in terms of calories on a daily basis. And there are various things that you can do um, that will optimize uh, what this TDE number is. So, you know, just breaking it down briefly, we've got NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is mainly what we're going to touch on today. We've got the thermic effect of food. We've got the basal metabolic rate, and then you've got energy activity thermogenesis. They would be the majority or or, or the main um, broken down uh, areas that fit into TDE. What we're going to touch on today is what I would consider um, NEAT. Now, if you jump on a treadmill and you're doing your low intensity on the treadmill, you may say that that is exercise activity thermogenesis. My mindset very much is because of the huge benefits that you get from bilateral movements like walking, um, the benefits that I get in terms of cognitive function um, and peace of mind, gratitude when I go for a walk, my optimal choice or or my first go-to when it comes to uh, low-intensity steady state would be to go for a walk or to walk around a mall or walk around a park or walk along the beach, something that doesn't associate uh, gym. And therefore, I don't classify it as um, energy uh, activity thermogenesis, I would look at it as uh, non exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, now, that's just my personal definition. I want to talk about why I feel like low intensity steady state uh, science has got it wrong, or why I feel you should optimize or uh, you would benefit from optimizing your low intensity steady state and the importance 
Firstly, there are key determinants that will impact the various different aspects of, let's say, physical activity, total energy expenditure, and the basal metabolic rate that we're not talking about today. But let's touch on a few things that will play a role in those, because then we're going to touch on things that will play a role in your NEAT. So your physical activity, so genetic traits, age, sex, and environmental stimuli would be the majority of what makes up the key determinants of your physical capabilities, along with, say, your drive and your motivation, perhaps. Now, thermic effect of food can change significantly from person to person. That is the energy that is expended whilst metabolizing food or eating food. So what your diet consists of, so your diet composition, your age, metabolic um, flexibility, and or your, um, your, your, your ability for your body to metabolize your foods, physical activity, obesity, and insulin resistance. In terms of what may affect your basal metabolic rate, fat-free mass, fat mass by itself, sex, age, and then other genetic traits. So these are things to consider in the grand scheme of maybe what will cause you to have a higher level of X or a lower level of Y, etc. Now, you also have to look into things like uh, specific hormone levels, um, central nervous system fatigue, etc, etc. But generally speaking, that is everything that we normally focus on or talk about and leaving neat completely to one side, which I feel most people do, it's the biggest advantage to losing weight, in my opinion. And I want to touch today on a few scientific aspects of why I feel steady state cardio is being massively underutilized. So um, now that doesn't mean it needs to be fasted. It doesn't need to be in a group. Um, it doesn't need to be moderate intensity. It doesn't need to be high intensity. Um, and it doesn't need to be an active rest workout. A low intensity, steady state regime, at least a few times during the week, in my opinion, is, is probably one of the first things I would recommend anyone try and implement, integrate into their life. Um, the benefits that I get from a cognitive mindset, gratitude perspective is phenomenal. And in terms of bilateral movement, the improvement that you will notice or, or the improvement that you will see in your life in terms of your ability to um, take some time out of your day and take a step back and, and be grateful for some of you know, the, the very obvious things that we normally overlook, I think that by itself will be life-changing legitimately. So what forms of low intensity steady state would we recommend? And, you know, why would that be beneficial scientifically? So for, let's just say we're on a sliding scale here. Okay. So let's just say you've got everything from someone competing in the next few weeks, all the way up to someone who wants to lose maybe hundred, 200 pounds. Now, if you have quite a substantial amount of weight to lose, the last thing you want to be doing is doing a huge amount of high intensity um, training that is, let's say, sprints or um, anything that are, that's going to put some pressure on your joints, anything that's going to cause any more central nervous system fatigue, adrenal fatigue, um, and 
disrupt what's going on in your body already. You sticking to a nutritional program or some form of regime or something new is a big enough challenge in itself without smashing your central nervous system and feeling like you need to jump on a treadmill at, you know, 15 miles per hour a few times a week. Just as simple as putting your headphones in, going for a walk and calling a friend can be huge. Um, putting your uh, headphones on and going for a walk and listening to a book on personal development, um, listening to a book on, let's just say, you know, your the majority of, of the people who choose not to do low intensity cardio is because time. They say, I, I want to speed up time. And there are considerations around that. But I guarantee you, there are a lot of things that you do during the day that you could do when you're on that walk. Now, for a lot of you, you may watch, I don't know, Love Island or some BS shows. Um, you may watch Netflix, whatever it may be. Something that we integrated really well with uh, with our students over the last few years has been to pick a, you know, a, a program, a series, and to stick to only watching that on the treadmill. And that has been massively successful, to be, to, to be completely honest. And it's something that I would recommend a lot of you do because it builds a positive interaction, a positive relationship with uh, jumping on the treadmill, you know? And I think sometimes that's, um, that's not always something, that's not our first reaction when we think about jumping on the treadmill. So um, I think that's definitely something that uh, gets overlooked. Um, now, what, what else could you do? So if you're, you know, calling friends, work colleagues, setting up meetings, we've, how many of us are on Zoom calls these days? You know, you can do a lot of that from, from your walk. You know, maybe if your camera needs to be on, okay, maybe a little bit more challenging, um, but it's still doable. You know, it's still FaceTimeable. Um, you know, for me, the vast majority of my expenditure would have actually been, well, of course, the vast majority of everyone's expenditure is your basal metabolic rate. But let's just say outside of that was, I was doing 30,000 steps a day, every single day for like six months at one point when I got in the best shape of my life. And I'm very aware, depending on where you live, that's not always possible. Um, you may be in Minnesota in the snow, you may be in, um, you know, you may be in Dubai in, in the summer and, you know, you can't go outside, but there's always the possibility to, you know, get your steps in on a treadmill or whatever it may be. But I would, I would, I would try and choose not to, um, you know, and for a lot of you, I know you play tennis. A lot of you go swimming. A lot of you go snorkeling. A lot of you go bike riding. All of those things are amazing because you're out, you're about, you're not on your phone, you're, you know, not hooked up to Netflix and, you know, you're not um, in an Uber and all of these things, these convenient things that are amazing, but we probably spend too much of our life doing. There's the ability then to open up our world to um, just human stuff like walking with a friend or, you know, and I, I know, I'm sure a lot of you will have, will have beautiful pets that you um, that you spend time with and um, something like that can be can be huge and can be an integral part of um, building a better relationship with burning calories um, you know and it doesn't have to be highly quantified as, as scientific as we are as deep dive as this is there is a a massive benefit I feel to finding something that you enjoy and, and, and really going after it and giving it a go. 
um you know and for me i know some of the uh, changes in in my expenditure were i had a kayak in london and i used to i used to paddle up the up up the thames um a few times a week and that was incredible for me you know i was able to de-stress put my headphones in i was able to make calls you know um you know stuff like that can be can be great um there are other aspects of um you know high intensity low intensity and and things like that that um that uh, in terms of the hormonal profile so one question that i get quite often is does high intensity training change your energy intake and the answer is yes and there have been some studies that found let's say 12 weeks of high intensity interval training uh, cause people to eat less calories uh, than lower and the only way and the only part of the science that i could really identify here was um, that it may have been due to or attributed to an increase in the hormone PYY, which actually lowers appetite. Um, and this was calories, say, consumed before and after a 12-week period, um, you know, between, uh, you know, subjects that were doing um, high intensity and low intensity, and this was split between two. Uh, this was a 2015 study. Um but to be honest, other than that, the biggest, um, I think, choice or the biggest determining factor has to be has to be which suits your lifestyle. Because in the grand scheme of things, you know, you can look at a you know, Harris Benedict calculator for total ten- uh, energy expenditure. You know, you can divide, um, you know, any of these um, epoch um you know, so so for example, you've got your basal metabolic rate, um, which is a calculation. You've got your thermic effective food, which is a calculation. You've got your NEAT, which is a calculation. You've got EPOC, which is your afterburn or your energy post oxygen consumption plus exercise. Um, you can have all of the the calculations in the world to try and identify which of these is is the most optimal. But um, you know what you'll really leave um and and not take enough you know attention or or not give enough attention to is which actually adds value to your life now i'm not saying that high intensity interval training is bad uh we'll discuss that no doubt in the next few episodes uh, as we do quite quite regularly um but when you look at the impact that neat can have on the nervous system on you know your endocrine system your genetics um your joints your ligaments and and there's always and it depends there's always and it depends but this literature that you know that i've been looking through has really made me consider um you know that well there were two there were two um quantifications that they looked at it was one that was called pow which is the total energy expenditure per day divided by the basal metabolic rate per day and the par, which is the PAR, so it's the energy cost of the individual activity per minute divided by the energy cost of um, the basal metabolic rate per minute. And I, I just struggle to see why a lot of us were, were not doing as much or more low intensity training. Now, I can understand, especially when you're, you know, during a, a pandemic, when so many people are, are locked indoors or you know, it, it's, you're raring to get outside. Um, so, you know, these, these are obvious things that you need to have um, or, or identify 
with your coach, with your, you know, your partners or um, your friends, you know, people who are in your life and try and identify, you know, which of these are going to, you know, have a, um, a probably a, a better impact on, on your happiness, to be honest, as crazy as that sounds. So let's go back through uh, to summarize maybe some of the things to consider things that affect your weight maintenance, genetics, epigenetics, early life events. Then you've got environmental factors and lifestyle. Then you've got cognition, reward, mood, stress, and choice. Then you've got your metabolic and your hormonal signaling, and then your energy intake and expenditure. Uh, And quite simply, your energy intake and expenditure is, as we mentioned, dependent on a few things. So let's say energy intake factors, like we said, diet composition, increase refined foods or decrease of your thermic effect of food, high fat diets can increase energy intake, you know, um, diet energy uh, density or ED, low ED, high ED, high fiber diets, moderate or high physical activity, for example, Um, hormonal or central nervous system control in relation to your appetite body mass, and total energy expenditure as a whole. Energy expenditure factors. So things like your resting metabolic rate, lean mass, um, you know, your your sex, your size, uh, thermic effect of food. um, And that will obviously vary depending on whether it's a high protein intake, less processed food, etc. And then sedentary behaviors, activities of daily living, which to me is one of the biggest reasons for obesity is uh, a lot of sedentary behaviors, body composition, believe it or not, your body composition in itself, if you have an increased muscle mass, um, and bone density, then you're more likely to burn more calories for obvious reasons, your body needs to consume more calories to keep you alive. Um, and then obviously total energy intake, um, you know, will have a will have an impact. So I know these are just uh, some, we go through this quite often, but I think it's good to refresh your mind and get you thinking about maybe some of the other hormonal, um, neuronal and psychological factors that need to be considered when you're looking at integrating this into your lifestyle. It's not easy. Listen, it's not easy when you're in uh, specific locations or, or also you need to change your habits. You know, you need to, if you really want to change your life, be it become a millionaire or get on the cover of a magazine or, you know, go to the Olympics or any of these things that successful people seem to do. It doesn't just happen because you think about it. It doesn't just happen because you join a program like ours or, you know, you need to make conscious uh, decisions. And a lot of those, nearly all of those decisions require a change in behavior. So changing your behavior is the first step. Well, I would say making a conscious decision that you want to change your behavior is, but then you need to actually change your behavior and your actions and, and, um, you know, all, all, everything that goes into that, um, you know, just thinking about it doesn't, doesn't make it true. Um, yeah, so I hope that's been useful. Of course, you know, we'll be going through these deep dives quite frequently to to keep you guys up to date. As always, if you're not in that Facebook group, get 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 your backside in there. It's a great place to you know to um to network. 
the community in there is amazing. Um, we're putting more and more and more content in there. We've got a few new workouts going in there for the next few weeks, people going back to the gym. So if you're not in there, uh, I would highly recommend you can just swipe up on this screen. If you're watching, um, listen to this on iTunes, um, scroll down and you can jump inside our network into the Facebook group. That would be awesome. If you're watching this live in the Facebook group, you guys know what I'm on about. Um, you guys can reach out to myself, drop myself a message, one of the team a message, and you know whatever it is, whatever your goals are, um, we're here to help. Whatever you guys are doing, as always, I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, I know things are starting to open up a little, which is a little bit exciting, um, and we're starting to get back to some form of normality if we haven't already. Whatever you guys are doing, stay safe. As always, I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast, make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Guys, as always, there are multiple ways that you can get cover model ready or get that cover model body of your dreams absolutely for free with us. Uh, the first is, of course, by clicking the link below, you can get started. You can download one of our guides, be it a training nutritional guide. Um, we have multiple to choose from. Uh, secondly, you can join our free training support group. This is on Facebook uh, where we do lives. I record a lot of these episodes in there, as you guys have seen. And uh, we add a huge amount of exercise execution video content in there, tips, tricks, downloads. Um, and it's a great community now with nearly four, five, six thousand people. Um, that are all coming together that have the same positive uh, goals um, you know over let's say the next one to two years our plan is to help tens of thousands of people for free in that group and we would love you to be a part of it uh, last but not least um, you also have the ability to book a free strategy call with myself and my team um, this we you know used to sell these on the website for anything from 500 600 pounds a go and this is basically a brainstorm where we sit down with you and we talk you through the exact roadblocks that you have ahead of you, the challenges that you've been facing and really map out, um, you know, what the next six to nine months, even 12 months looks like for you. Um, I can't stress this is not a sales call. This is nothing about our program. This is very much about you as a thank you, first and foremost, to listening to the podcast. And secondly, we see so much value in adding so much um applicable knowledge knowing that you guys are going to go away and kill it um, and of course you know some of you guys see the value of that call and go wow you know what it makes absolute sense i would love some help and that's great um, but first and foremost it's a give um, whatever you guys are doing i hope you're staying safe thank you so much for listening to the podcast you guys know this is a you know uh, the biggest guilty pleasure that i have and i love being able to impact as many views i absolutely can on a weekly basis peace Your life, the story's not over.